Here's another study from Calvary Chapel, Rochester. If you'd open your Bibles to Proverbs 31. How many of you realize that there are job descriptions in the Bible? There's job descriptions in the Bible, and we're going to take a look here this morning. And we're talking about Mother's Day today, but something that we tend to miss when we begin to look at scriptures and there's always, this is one of those scriptures that's always a, a typical Mother's Day sermon. You hear this one a lot on a Mother's Day. Um, but looking at the things that uh, make us, now the word's going to escape me, but we look at women around us in our culture and we look at uh, what is asked of them. And uh, rather than having to uh, stress about what should be done and what shouldn't be done and how it should be done, the Bible beautifully lays out a, a, a beautiful job description of those who are, who are wives and mothers and women. So let's take a look at the scripture here. We're going to start in verse 10 of Proverbs 31. It says, Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her so that he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She is like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. She considers a field and buys it. From her profits, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff and her hand holds the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor, yet she reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes for the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful. And beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. That's a pretty detailed job description. 
And we're just going to look at, at, at some of the roles a biblical woman fills today. And, and we can go through these. Um, there are entire books written on each of these. So we could, we could spend an entire series on this, this scripture. But you'll, you'll notice the first one here if we look. You know, and, and he's talking about a virtuous wife or a virtuous woman. And, and he, he no, you notice something. He says, his worth is far above rubies. Number one, the, the Bible places worth on, on women, upon their roles, and, and a good woman even more so. And the heart of her husband, you'll notice this is the first thing here. She's, she's trustworthy. The husband <coughs> can trust her safely so he has no lack of gain. He doesn't have to, to sit there and scratch his head and wonder, oh, what's happening? Is she doing this? Is she doing that? He can, he can trust her. So trustworthiness. And then it goes on here. We look, it says, She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. For those of us who are married, that you don't realize how important it is to have someone there, not only that you trust, but you know will do good. We're not. We're not just talking about this term. Good to to break it down is is not just a uh, you know pat on the back. You're doing a nice job. This is <laughs> a person that does good. This is a, this is very active. This is a a a woman who takes the time to do things that are excellent. And you'll notice she does him good and not evil. He puts both of those in there. Not only is she doing good towards people, but not doing evil towards people. And sometimes we have a tendency to do that. Sometimes we, we do things backhandedly as, as human beings. So it's, it's a very important thing that we realize that. And, and you'll notice that there's a condition to this, that it's all the days of her life. And it goes on, it says, she seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. When women are called to vocation. And I know many times we, we think about, um, we, we hear in the, the news and our media that, oh, Christians are so backwards. They just want to keep their wives and women at home barefoot and pregnant. You hear things like this. And it's like, <clears throat> but here, she seeks out material. And she works. Now, how do you define that work? You know, everybody has their role. (laughs) But she works. She and, and it goes on and she provides. She's like the merchant ship. She brings her food from afar. She goes out and you know, we we're so spoiled. We just run down oh you know, Walmart or Hy-Vee or wherever and do our shopping and, 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 oh, hey, you know, 
I just got this wonderful, you know, cheese from Wisconsin and then, <laughs> and this grass-fed beef from Kansas. And in the day and age this was written, when women went out to gather food, you had to go to the right merchants to get this and the right merchants to get that. You raised this, you went out and got that. You had to go out and you had to gather it in. So <clears throat> what happens is industry. It allows her to go out and something, and I forgot to mention this right at the beginning, and I really want to emphasize this. All these things that that these excellent women are called to are acts of worship. Her her going out and doing good and being trustworthy and working and and providing are all acts of worship because she's being responsible for with what she has been given and the responsibility she's been given. So she goes out. She gathers in the food that's needed. She gets up while it's still yet night. My wife can testify to this one right now as far as the getting up in the middle of the night when you have four kids that are sick with stomach bug. You're, you're up all night. But taking the time and, and, and being, again, in, industrious and, and getting up and providing for her household and also a portion to her maidservants, realizing that, that many women of this time had servants that served underneath them and they required to take care of them. Just like any good business. You took care of them. You provided for those people. These, these women were, were caring for their families and for their extended households. And then the, here, here comes the next one. You didn't know women were into real estate. It says... that she considers a field and she buys it. And from her profits, these things that she's been doing already, this industry, this vocation, she plants a vineyard. So she's farming, she's in real estate. She's providing for those around her and being responsible with the the things that she has been given. And here it continues to go on. It says, she girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. See, I guess, I guess going to the gym and working out's in the Bible too. But, but, she keeps herself strong. She provides for her own physical needs. She makes sure she, she, she's healthy and strong. And, and she, he, she girds herself with that. She puts on that strength she has like a garment. And knowing all of this, she perceives that her merchandise is good. And her lamp does not go out by night. All these things she's been doing, all these things she's been providing, all, all this trust and, 
and work and and strength brings her to recognize that what she is doing is good. And that because she has been strong and because she has gone out and done these things, that her lamp's not going to go out at night. She's going to be able to make it through the hard times. She stretches out her hands to the distaff and her hand holds the spindle. Now this, this part, a, a lot of you ladies that like to shop are going to like. Because, you know, you didn't, you didn't just run down to the local mall and pick up clothing at that time. But she made sure that things were, people were clothed, that people were taken care of. So it says, you know, and, and I don't know if you've ever seen old hand-done loom work, but this was hard work. Now, all of these things she's doing, all this job description, so uh, we get to this point. Now she's providing clothing. But, you know, in, in the whole process, now, look, it even goes further. It's like she's extending her hand to the poor. She reaches out to the needy. Now you're taking care of your family, you're involved in business and in agriculture, you're making sure your family's fed and that you're taking care of the people that you're responsible for. Making sure they're fed and clothed and warm. But yet she can go beyond that. And she she extends her hand to the poor. She provides for those people. She reaches out her hands to the needy. And she can do that because she's not afraid of snow for her household. She's not afraid of when the, the, the weather comes and, and her family's not going to have you know, food growing out in the garden. She's ready for that time. She's ready for the time when she's stored up what's needed. For all her household is clothed with scarlet, fine clothing. Her clothing is, and she makes a tapestry for herself, her clothing is fine linen and purple. To understand scarlet and purple in the, in the time that this was written were not colors you just went out and picked up a little packet of dye. These were fine garments. And tapestry takes time and effort to make, especially at this time when you, know, you didn't have a machine to set up the, the grid and drop all the colors into the right spot. And I don't know about you guys, but I've seen some of these new, these new sewing machines and such, and they almost scare me. I mean, you, you look at them and there's touch screens and everything else. It's like, it's crazy. But... She's providing for her family and she's, she's providing for them in such an excellent manner that her family is clothed in scarlet and she herself is clothed in purple. Kingly colors. Her husband is known in the gates and when he sits among the elders, when he sits in the... Her husband is known in the gates. 
when he sits among the elders of the land. So she's doing all these things. She's taking care of her household. She's, she's working. She's doing all these things. And in the whole process, she's supporting this husband. She's supporting him and lifting him up. So when he goes to the place, the gates, the place of business and authority at this time, um, we many times don't think about that when we hear about men sitting in the gates. But that's where business was done. That's where laws were written, civil codes were taken care of, any disputes were taken care of. Um, A lot of the business life of a town in ancient Israel at this time was done right there. So he is able to not have to worry about, worry about these other things and he can go and take care of these things that he needs to because he's not worrying because he trusts her. And he knows he can trust her. And that as he's supporting her, she's supporting him. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes for the merchants. So she continues to work among the people and provide for them. <clears throat> She's not idle. There's no idleness in this person. Now, those of you with children, you, you know that you can't be idle. Um. My sister, I, I always laughed when I when I go to her house and she had a little plaque on the wall and it said that cleaning your house while children are growing is like shoveling the sidewalk when it's snowing. And you guys are Minnesotans, so you understand that. Um, but she's doing all of this and she's not idle. And she's always doing and being and and continuing. And this is what makes her worthy of blessing and praise. Because she watches over the ways of her household. She does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up. And call her blessed. Her husband also. And he praises her. Many daughters have done well. But you excel them all. All these attributes. All these things. That we see godly women doing. Are worthy of honor. And praise. And glory that we should be giving to them. Each and every day. I mean, I think Mother's Day is a great thing. But we have to, we have to extend beyond that. Because they don't, they, don't, they don't stop being mothers. They don't stop being women. They don't stop being wives. They don't stop being who God called them to be the other 364 days of the year. But this is important at the end. 
And this is what we need to realize. It says, charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Why is she doing this? Because of her honor and fear of the Lord. This amazing respect she has for God. All of this this job description that shows that how excellent she is and can be. That's where the praise is really coming from. That's where the root of it all is. Give her the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. So when we get to days like this, and we honor those those women around us who are mothers <coughs> and aunts and 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 sisters and there's so much more to it we have to see what they do and know that this is their act of worship now comes the tricky part Number one, I'll just quickly talk to the men in the room. We have to let them do this. This is their honor. This is their praise. This is their place. We have to be there to support them. Now, ladies, you get to do it. And and, and I'll be honest, if I had to read this and go, this is my job description from God, that's intimidating. Anybody that doesn't think this is an intimidating job description, I, I don't I don't even know what to say. But what do we do now? I love this scripture and I I can study all the time. But we have to do something with it. So now what are we going to do with it? Ladies, when you read this, what are you going to do with this? I mean, I, I know some, some of you can go along and just go, check, check, check. And some of you maybe on some of these things are going, um, loom, distaff, make, um, uh, where's Maurice's? or whatever store you happen to favor. But going forth and doing these things, knowing that we, as men and women of God, have such a glorious opportunity to worship Him. We provide so much to the world when we worship God in this manner. And the beautiful thing about this is when the world sees us and sees this reflection, when, when, when the husband goes to the gates and they go, wow, <laughs> your wife is an amazing woman or my goodness, uh, those ladies, I can't believe they did that. That is so amazing. They have to acknowledge it. 
And when they acknowledge the amazing works that, that are our worship, it opens the door to send that praise and glory back to God. And when it's sent back to God, then we start to reflect Him. And when we reflect Him, we change the world. It's, it's quite a challenge. But are we ready to meet it? Ladies, are you ready to meet that challenge? That's, that's, that's quite a bit. Now thinking of all that and we've gone through and we've challenged and we've and we've read and we've studied and we've looked. <coughs> Something else I want you to think about is how do we provide the support so we can do these things? Be thinking about that, be praying about that. Look look forward into the Bible and see how doing these things change the world. How many women do you see mentioned in Acts? Quite a few. How many women do you see mentioned in the gospel? How, during, during the time of Christ's crucifixion, death, and resurrection? How many women's names were mentioned versus men's names were mentioned? Where were where were the where were the apostles when Christ was hanging on the cross? You're important, ladies. You are. So on that note, let's pray. <coughs> Lord, we thank you today for all that you've given us for these these wonderful <clears throat> women that you've placed in our lives, these mothers, grandmothers, wives, sisters, aunts, friends. Lord, we thank you for them and and we honor them today because you made them so wonderfully. Lord, I ask, we ask that you would allow us not only to to praise them for what they are doing, but that we would be able to support them and strengthen them to allow them to, to worship you by their words, their deeds, and their actions. Now, Lord, as we leave this place, we ask that you would put in us a a spirit of thankfulness, that we would be thankful for for those you have, have brought into our lives, and that you would give us opportunity to show a world your amazing creation 
Lord, we thank you and we ask you to go with us as we go from this place. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.